Vaporwave News Network, Episode 8. Hello, and welcome to Vaporwave News Network, a bi-weekly podcast about the contemporary vaporwave scene. We feature news, discussion, and current trends, as well as reporting on upcoming releases and events in the vaporwave, future funk, and adjacent communities. I'm your host, Alex, a.k.a. Trucks Passing Trucks. I run Pacific Plaza Records in addition to DJing and booking events over my past six years being involved in the vaporwave community. Welcome to Vaporwave News Network. It's episode eight, covering the first half of August 2023, over 10 years since the birth of this genre and scene. I'm going to talk about a bunch of things that have been happening in our vapor world and about what's coming up this week at Electronicon 2023. But before we get to that, let me remind you that you can follow the podcast on social media at VW News Network. We're currently on Instagram and Twitter, but I'm hoping to get on TikTok and maybe Blue Sky this week. I might have some free time while traveling around to do it on my phone, so hopefully. We also have two curated playlists on Spotify that you can check out. They're going to get updated this week as well, right before the festival. First off, we got Contemporary Vaporwave, which is our main playlist capturing all things vaporwave, future funk, as well as the beloved subgenres like Slushwave, Barber Beats, Late Night Lo-Fi, Vapor Trap, and of course Classic Style. And then we also have Fresh Future Funk, which is loaded with current tracks from the past six months and a couple classics and deep cuts from the past. A quick reminder to subscribe to the podcast or follow us on your platform of choice. If you're checking this out on YouTube, remember to like and subscribe. If you can leave a rating or a review on your streaming platform of choice, please do that as well. If you are listening on Spotify mobile, scroll down to the description and interact with our polls and Q&A. I got a decent amount of response for the poll last time, but no Q&A responses, so give me, give me a Q&A answer. Also, I'd like to remind people that you can donate to the podcast on our website. If you go click on the donate button, it'll take you to PayPal. Thanks again to Joseph out in Chicago for another donation this month. I'm hoping to figure out a Patreon or a subscription of some sort by the end of August. You can also do a subscription thing through PayPal. So I don't know if you have any thoughts or advice for me about that kind of stuff like Patreon. Let me know if you see me at Econ or you could send me a message or an email. As a reminder, currently only two or three more small donations a month will help pay for all the hosting. And I'm going to hopefully save other donations and Patreon money or whatever subscription money in the future. Pay for artwork, upgrading gear traveling to shows and doing other cool stuff. So if you feel inclined to sacrifice the cost of coffee, head over there and check it out. With all that out of the way, what's been going on with me? So I finally finished my summer duties at my day job, which consisted of like 10 weeks straight of summer camps with kids doing like soldering and Legos, electronics and other stuff. And I thought I'd like finally have a bit of a break to catch up on stuff, prepare for Electronicon and traveling, but... (laughs) Man, was I wrong. Things have been like so crazy the last like two weeks. If you've been following along with my label Pacific Plaza, you'll know that we've been dropping releases like every week this month and the hits just keep on coming. Luxury Noise and Device Operator dropped albums and you can catch both of them performing at Tape Swap in New York. Speaking of Tape Swap, oh my God, I finally packed and shipped off my merch to New York like on Friday and I've been like so under the gun, but I did get that done, thank God. And shouts out to No Genki for helping me get my stuff over there. I'm just crossing my fingers. It all survives the like insane heat waves, Pacific Ocean hurricanes, and weird storm systems blowing across the Northeast in Canada. We had that hurricane here in California, as you might know, and it really wasn't that bad in Orange County where I'm at. 
We're in a pretty like mellow area in terms of weather. We're in a valley, but we didn't get too much besides a couple gusts of winds for eh, a couple hours and quite a bit of rain. But it was much worse out in the deserts if you are worried about what happened with the California hurricane. Go check out stuff in the desert and in Baja, California, where people were hit much harder than we were here in Los Angeles and Orange Counties. Moving on from all the stress, what have I been listening to lately? Well, this past week, I read an awesome listicle like article from uh, writer Ian Cohen. I mentioned him a couple times. And he's most known for writing about like emo bands on Pitchfork. But he's like a longtime music critic, and he's like a known fan of Chillwave and blog-era music. He penned an article for Uproxx called the Top 40, or I think it was the 40 Greatest Blog Rock Albums. And damn, it brought me back down memory lane. And Ian specified in his podcast, IndieCast, uh, Stephen Hyden, that greatest doesn't necessarily mean the best or the most high quality, but it's more of just like the greatest examples of blog rock between the mid-2000s and early 2010s. So there's stuff from like 2003 and 4 all the way up to like 2011 and 12. And he mentioned a bunch of stalwarts and still-known figures of that era, like Slaybells, Colts, Peter Bjorn and John, Clap Your Hands, Say Yeah, but also some of the lesser-known bands that like really resonated with me at the time, like uh, this little band called Evangelicals, who are from Oklahoma, band called Annuals, I think they're from North Carolina, Boy Least Likely To, Islands, Los Campesinos, Beirut, Symbols Eat Guitars, Black Moss Super Rainbow, which I know is really important to a lot of people in Vaporwave. And man, like, listening to some of these songs and albums from the article was really refreshing. Uh, sure, it had some stuff that was, like, 2000s slapped all over its face, but a lot of the songs are still really good, and a lot of it was, like, very countercultural to the growing poptimism, mall punk gone pop, and EDM that was ascendant or nation at the brink of the 2010s. I actually did make a playlist featuring two songs from each album on the list, plus a few extras from my faves that were left out of the article. No, like, big famous names, just some blog rock buzz bands who made great albums, albeit even if it was only one album and a handful of EPs. I'm looking at you, Foxtrot. Wrapping it up here, I already mentioned some releases on my label Pacific Plaza, but I'm packing my bags, choosing my outfits, and getting prepared for Electronicon. I'm going to be DJing at the Tape Swap 4, doing a back-to-back with Sweat.biz founder and camera bender Aglotto. Plus, you can catch me helping to run one of the stages at Summer Slushy Fest. I'm still also available to play other gigs or after parties or stuff like that. And I want to have my record box and Serato thumb drives with me, if you know what I mean. So don't forget to say hi in New York City. I'm not going to have any like fancy merch, but I'm going to have some buttons or as some other people might call them badges that you can get to me for, you know, like a little donation. Or perhaps if you'd like to trade for some uh, smokables of the menthol or marijuana variety. I'm up for trades, too. Anyway, enough about what I've been doing. What's happened in the vaporwave scene the past two weeks? Well, things have been quieting down a bit as people prepare for Electronicon. Many people are flying in on Tuesday and Wednesday to be at the early events. I'll be coming in Wednesday morning and looking to kick it with folks, so hit me up if you're in town early. But there has been a couple things going on in early August, post-Bandcamp Friday. But I'm also going to mention some things from Bandcamp Friday in case you missed my last episode that had like a huge rundown of tons of Bandcamp Friday stuff. So there wasn't too many live IRL shows, but I'm going to shout out Midwest Aesthetic again. They had a sold-out festival in Madison, Wisconsin, and that's not something people would have predicted in late 2019, even though there's this whole narrative of, oh, Live Vapor was ascendant right after the first two Electronicons. Mm. But people also would not have predicted a show in Lima, Peru, like the one thrown by Lost Traveler, Soar, and Babefake, and they did that back on August 6th. Shout out to Underground Spaces. 
In terms of other early August shows, there was a trans benefit show in San Diego at the DIY Spot the Common Theater that was hosted by a glotto of Sweat.biz and They Friend, who also curated the lineup and performed. I had an amazing time at the show. It wasn't like crazy packed or super wild, but like the love and energy. It was like so pure. And it was really like a welcome respite from the horrendous state of the world for, you know, oppressed and marginalized people like trans youth, gay folks, and our non-binary friends. Before I like prattle on about my experience, I want to shout out they friend and company for raising $350 for the Transgender Law Center. Great work, y'all. And I thoroughly enjoyed myself. You know, I almost didn't go because the venue is about 140 miles round trip, you know, to drive down there and back. But the venue actually used to be a Glado's old DIY spot called San Diego Content Partners. Before that was called The Porch and The Void. And I had never actually been there before, despite having met him like five years ago now. We always met at the Vaporwave Nights at Space Bar, which is in a different part of town. So I really wanted to go check that out. And I really have a soft spot for San Diego. Going down there to DJ every month has really made me like fall in love with the place. And there's so many cool people, cool neighborhoods, little interesting things, and just diversity, great food. Uh, I actually, at one point in a conversation, I dropped the phrase. I said, I am San Diego pilled. And yeah, I'm definitely San Diego pilled. Big love, San Diego, California. Shouts out to all the friends down there. And shouts out to the Rainbow Road Trans Benefit Show. Yotoki, they're still at it. They did a party in Chicago, and they're also announcing events for this fall and winter, which I'm going to mention in a later section of the podcast. In the URL world, we had Slush Wave 2023 put on by Global Pattern, Desert Sands Feel Warmer Night, and hosted on the Vapor Memory YouTube channel. I also mentioned that Hot Takes had Geometric Lullaby last week, and then announced a hiatus till September, but I'm going to remind you that that happened again. So there was no big stream this most recent week, but a couple weeks ago, 100% did do one and announced set times, but then they retracted them, and I don't know, hopefully we'll be seeing them before the fest this week. I guess there's a lot going on behind the scenes, so hopefully we'll find out who's playing at what time on the two days, although the split apparently is already set in stone. So if you are wondering who's going to play on the two different days, listen up later in the podcast when I go through the entire econ weekend. Luxury Aesthetics Online with DJ Non has a new episode called Stepping Under the Stairs with a uh, spate of dreamy and synth poppy sounds. I'd also say they're a bit more like on the lo-fi side of synthwave and chill synth, and it includes a couple of releases from Stratford Court. Luxury Elite hosted a Neon Knights episode that's the start of her Vaporwave A to Z and More series. This episode was featuring stuff from the letters A through Q. You can go check that out, and then the second half is going to be out after Electronicon. On the podcast, radio, video front, we had an awesome video out of Russia on a channel called Grandpa Marley's Metronome, and it featured one of the biggest Vaporwave fans and collectors in the entire world, and definitely the foremost authority in Russia, Patrick Films, aka WTFFM. The video's in Russian, and it's super aesthetically edited, but using auto-translate, I was able to understand large portions of it, and I really loved seeing a fellow Vaporwave fan gush about their favorite music and why it's so important. Patrick is also a great archivist and collector, so it was amazing to see some of the tapes he has in his collection. It's unfortunate that the US and European sanctions and the war in Ukraine is preventing us from sending tapes and mail to Russia, not to mention making it harder for us to work with artists over there and fairly compensate them, but hopefully that will change in the future. I'm going to mention another podcast, Night Clerk Radio. They had an episode at the end of July. It was a nice compact rundown of the stuff on the Vaporwave Up and Comers compilation put out by Halcyon Tapes and curated by Polyglot. Wanted to mention that again so you can go back and check it out and hear about some of these new producers. 
Nightclerk Radio also has some episodes from the past few months I haven't really mentioned because they aren't really like vapor related, but you could check those out as well if you're looking for more stuff to listen to. Utopia District didn't release a new podcast, but Indie Advent from Utopia District was featured on the Future Sounds FM podcast, where he discussed the Flamingo Fest plans for later this year, and he talked a little bit about tape swap and all the things that he has going on. Future Sounds also dropped a recent episode, like really recent, where they talked to the founder of the dream punk label Pure Life, who I think he's also done some events in England too, so that's probably going to be a really interesting conversation. I haven't listened to it yet, but I bet it's a good one. Some more cool vapor media that I'm going to shout out again is Azine, a physical print publication featuring vaporwave and internet music. The writers and editors over at Listen Corp have released a new issue of their zine called Committed to Memory, which is their fourth issue. It had interviews with the legendary curator and archivist Vapor Memory, as well as reviews and think pieces about vaporwave and adjacent music. Over on the subreddit, Haircuts for Men popped in to confirm that he is not macro blank, and he also denied that he is the artist for the culture, and that's culture spelled with V's instead of U's. I think the mysterious nature of Barber Beats has been one of the factors that's attracted deep vaporwave heads and an unending wave of releases, plus you know new arts and labels trying to capitalize on this moment. And it helps that the music's primed for its algorithmic potential, which we continue to see on YouTube. But people are going to want to know who's behind these, and I think we're going to get a lot more known Barber Beats producers, just as we've kind of seen in the arc of Vaporwave as a whole subgenre. So maybe that's kind of a new thing to look for in the Barber Beats world. Future Funk fans on Spotify will be disappointed to hear that A Million Miles Away by Macross has been removed from the platform, except for one track, the collab with Sarah Benito called Horsey. Personally, I'm curious if the stuff is getting licensed or copyright struck, but maybe the album is getting signed to a big label or Macross is signing to a big label that will need to tie up some like legal loose ends before new music and reissues are done. So who knows? Maybe we'll see if that goes back up eventually. Flamingo Fest dropped general admission tickets for their fest in November and Tape Swap announced their lineup as well as some special events, discounts, and cool things happening at their event. So with that, let's get into our next section. Okay, upcoming shows. We don't got too much going on in the URL world, but we definitely got a lot coming up in the IRL world. So I'm going to start off with some URL things. We got The Rising Tide, hosted by Lequaintance, formerly known as Holloway Tapes. It's a two-day streaming event on August 25th and 26th, with all donations going to The Trevor Project. It's a benefit for trans youth and for raising awareness of up-and-coming producers in the scene, as well as representing a diversity of backgrounds and subgenres. They're going to have some replays from some of their old events like Leaf House that they did back during the pandemic as well. So you can drop in and catch that if you're not going to be at Electronicon. There's also a lot of labels announcing listening parties on Bandcamp. That's a new feature they have. So go check the official Bandcamp homepage for live events and streams to see if there's any labels or vaporwave names you recognize at bandcamp.com slash live go to bandcamp.com slash live you can see all the listening parties from different artists genres that are actually happening on the platform right now and in the future it's pretty cool i recommend you go check it out for irl shows we're wrapping up the summer and to keep things concise and forward-looking i'm going to discuss the upcoming weekend in new york in the main section and what we're going to do is skip ahead and just start talking about September. Because we all know Econ 2023 is happening at the Knockdown Center in Brooklyn on the 25th and 26th. And as mentioned in a previous episode, four more artists have been added to the lineup, but one is still yet to be announced. I'm going to cover all that's going on this weekend and more in the main topic. So getting into September, September 2nd, Yoitoki will be making their debut in Austin, Texas at the Parish. 
On September 8th, we have a show called Desert Dreams being put on by VA10 and Phoenix at the legendary DIY spot Trunk Space. I love Trunk Space. I've played there so many times in my DIY band days. Super big shouts out to Steph and JRC who've made that place so amazing. In Columbus, on September 15th, we have the debut of Nostalgia Lounge at Cafe Bourbon Street, put on by Crystal Eternal and Simple Syrup with special guest Young Shiro and OK Baby. Sweat.biz will be back at the Whistle Stop in San Diego on Sunday the 17th. Saturday, September 30th in London, we have Future Sounds 4, featuring headliner Desert Sands Feel Warm at Night, along with Donor Lens, Zero Ray, and Vanitas live at the Luna Lounge. Friday, October 20th, Yoitoki will be having a party in New York City with Vantage as their special guest. I recommend you go check that out. It was super fun when they had him as a special guest here in LA. And then Yoitoki is also doing a show on Saturday, December 16th in Denver, Colorado, and December 2nd in Atlanta, Georgia. Coming up later this year, we have Flamingo Fest put on by My Pet Flamingo in Utopia District in Los Angeles at Jules Catch One. It's on November 3rd and 4th, and the full lineup has been announced for both days. There is a pre-festival party on the 3rd. That's why I say it's the 3rd and 4th. That's going to be at High Tide in downtown LA. As previously mentioned, there's an article on Future Sounds that goes into the detail about what's going to be happening that weekend. And there are still one and two day tickets left on Eventbrite. So you can go check those out. They still got a couple available for both days and plenty left for one day. It also looks like Midwest Aesthetic is going to be having an event on October 6th. I'm excited to see who they're going to get out there this time. If you have any upcoming events you want featured, please submit on our link tree. You can find that at linktr.ee slash vaporwave news network. Upcoming and current releases. I only got one review this week. I'm trying to keep it a little compact as usual. I might be trying to save some extra reviews for Patreon or subscriber content. We'll see how that goes. I really do like doing these reviews, but I don't seem to get much response from anyone about them or even the artists I do them about. So that's kind of tricky. I know there's some people that really like reading it and maybe the people who really like reading it will be the people who want to contribute every month to the podcast to keep it going. So for our record review today, we have an album by the iconic Vapor Trap producer, Blank Banshee. He's finally put out a new album. We've been waiting for a couple years here. And the album just dropped. I've listened to it a bunch. I'm going to give you some of my first impressions and a little bit of a review here about what I think the album 4D, which came out on August 20th through his label Hologram Bay. The album starts off with a hard-edged punk two-step and grinding synths, but there are still flourishes of the glitched computer noises and sound fonts that harken back to 90s operating systems. Those computer noises and operating system sounds have defined Blank Banshee's career, and he's taking that sound into new rhythmic territories. While there is still generous drum programming and pinpoint 808-style hi-hats, it's not uniformly the dark, skittering vapor trap beats of his early career. There's a lot more dance and other rhythmic energies and techno put into this release. It sounds like he has mixed soundscapes and synths from the Music for Menus and Gaia eras into a more energetic and rhythmic mastery that he's been known for on the album Zero through Mega. There's even some chasing four on the floor drums and angsty acid techno beaters on this album. Upon my first listen to this album, I continue to get more and more excited, you know. It's finally a full-length album that stands up in terms of content and innovation to his previous albums I mentioned. And this one has a lot of different sounds on it instead of just a straightforward vapor trap sound. With short track times, it's an easy listen to take in without any track overstaying its welcome. 
It's a barrage of new rhythms and familiar sounds that feels like an evolution of Blank Banshee's style away from the boilerplate vapor trap he helped cement over a decade ago. Other releases and announcements a note. This section is going to be a bit long again. I'm going to talk about some Van Camp Friday stuff, but also a lot of new things. So keep with me here. Null Object has a new EP out on music website called Overmorrow. And as you might know, they're performing in New York for Econ Weekend at Slushy Festa's Groceries. At music website's Saturday Night Party is Null Object. And on Sunday at the Tape Swap is JPEG Stripes. This is going to be a busy weekend for them. Songwriter and producer Fake Fever, who is also playing in New York is releasing his sophomore album In the Well on My Pet Flamingo. It's coming September 1st and the latest single Pressure Tank is on our contemporary Vaporwave playlist. My Pet Flamingo also announced a new single from Donor Lens called Seeing Voices featuring Kira Pixie and that came out back on August 18th. Rob Clems has a future funk and French house album coming out on the Savona label September 1st called Hollow Bright and two singles are available on their Bandcamp right now. Savona also put up a banging EP of poolside disco and future funk adjacent music by a duo called Lipstick. The EP is self-titled, and I'll say is definitely very DJ-friendly. Englewood put out a new album that might be a little too on the nose for the Young Bay Light producer called Washed, but, you know, it's got some bumping little tracks on it. Future Funk producer Kuek put out a new single called Club Dial that's going to be on our fresh Future Funk playlist when we update it later this week. Zai Cowan also put out a collab single with Lunanescence called Bayshore Vice, and that's also getting added to the playlist. Hot Singles had an album called Butter released on Coruspect for Bandcamp Friday, and Coruspect also released an album by Flammy of glitchy and grimy Future Funk called Made of Blood back on Bandcamp Friday. We also added a Flammy track to the Future Funk playlist as well. Barber Beats artist Magic with two A's that I mentioned last week has dropped a new album, and this one has a purple color to its aesthetic. Fellow Barber Beats producer Godspeed put out their 19th release. This time it was an EP called Undertow. Barber Beats producers Gore and Dark Desire put out a split album of loungy beats that translates to Tied Up in Chains on both of their band camps. Makina Pensant dropped uh, an album that translates to My Last Whispers Are the Worst Goodbyes on their band camp on August 15th. A new artist called Magdalene put out two albums, Mary and Magdalene, that are like their self-titled sonic statement of purpose, showcasing their style of hybridized barber beats and vapor trap that has like a distinctly dubstep flavor. I like it a lot. Actually, I was really intrigued by this artist's two releases. These two albums are pretty unique, with Mary being a bit more harder-edged and industrial than the other one, Magdalene. Hotel Shampoo put out a new album, A Slush Wave, inspired by High Rises, called Going Up, back on August 4th. And then there was a compilation called AOTV Volume 2 that was curated by Kenmore Classic and released across a couple different people's band camps. On the net label front, Bogus Collective released four more albums since Bandcamp Friday, including albums by Mr. Groove, Anti-Inverse, New New New, Remineur, and R85 O. Sunset Grid also put out some future funk in the form of a split between Low V Trex and Axion, as well as Barber Beats' album by Essence. Chrome Systems Limited posted a new album of Weatherwave, aka Climate Soft kind of stuff, that was called Online TV Webcast on August 19th. Halcyon Tapes released the album Industrialized Magic by Akko on cassette and VHS, and we actually had Akko's Eyeliner remix on our contemporary Vaporwave playlist. And then last month it showed up on the Spotify editorial playlist for their singular update that they've done this summer. Hmm. Curious. But go check out their new album. 
cool stuff on there. One of those tracks is also going to be on our Contemporary Vaporwave playlist. No Problema Tapes started a new release series for Dreamtone albums, and their first drop was a cassette by Euphoria Engine called She Dreams of Duality, and I picked my favorite song from it to put on the Contemporary Vaporwave playlist as well. So if you scroll down to the slush wave and ambient section that I have at the end of the playlist, you'll find it there. CT57 put out a doomy broken transmission album that translated to Depressive Disorder. International Telecom also put out an album of Signal Wave and Late Night Lo-Fi simply titled Telecom in full-width text. Pontiac 96 released an astral slush wave album under the name Wandering Spirit on their label. The album's called Wandering Spirit 3, New Life After Death. Global Pattern put out a lengthy two-tape sample-free slush wave album by The Dream Professor back on Bandcamp Friday. Pause and Reflect Music released an album by Tabby called Macintosh Hell back on August 3rd, and we're adding one of the tracks from that release to our contemporary Vaporwave playlist as well. Legendary producer Mesh dropped a new single called I, or I Emoji, although I think it's supposed I think it's just supposed to be I, and it has a great Ace of Bass sample loop undergirding the whole song. Super dope. Go check that song out. Underwater Computing put out a posthumous cassette and mini-disc of music by Linshaven Virtual Plaza called In Construction. It was actually their first release uploaded to Bandcamp and is dated June 23rd, 2013, just before their iconic late-night lo-fi release, Daily Night Euphoria. Underwater Computing also released the ambient drone album by Endless Corridors called Trois Mouvements. Something like that. Business Casual had two more future funk releases in their August lineup. Cyan Blue dropped their new album, Cyanotype, on August 11th, and Morlo released an album called Good Feelings on August 18th. Luxury Noise has a new album for Give Yourself, which came out on my label Pacific Plaza back on August 11th, with some lo-fi house and vaporwave breakbeats jammed out on Blissful Synthesizers, and we still got tapes available as well as bundles with his previous album. Device Operator also has a new future funk album called Kiwi Pop that dropped on my label Pacific Plaza back on August 18th. There was a couple singles that came out, and it's got that hyped-up future funk sound with some French touch, some heavy kicks, and it's like rave-ready future funk. It's a lot crazier and more fun and jumpy than sort of your city pop, sped-up, simple samples. Really great. There's some cool, memorable samples that are chopped, and some other songs that you might not recognize that get super grooving, super glitchy, and almost a little bit new worldy if you like DDS. You can check them out on our Fresh Future Funk playlist as well. If you have upcoming releases to send to us for coverage, please go to our link tree and you can use the upcoming release submission form. That's linktr.ee slash vaporwave news network. On to our main topic, and since it's the biggest thing happening this upcoming week, and I'm going to be in New York for it, I'm going to talk about the Vapor Weekend New York City Electronicon 2023 and the surrounding events. But this time, I'm going to go through each of the lineups, go through all the details, give some of my thoughts and recommendations on stuff to check out, and talk a little bit about New York and the weekend experience in general. So first off, if you have not been checking the weather, as of the day I'm recording this, Monday the 21st in the morning, it's going to be forecasted to be raining on Thursday and Friday. Thursday night has a pretty strong chance of rain, which continues into the day on Friday, potentially into the evening on Friday. The temperatures won't be too bad. It cools down Wednesday and into the weekend. It's going to be in the upper 70s. as about 26 Celsius for you non-Americans. 
Humidity is going to be high, especially with all the rains, and the nights are going to stay warm, especially going into the weekend. So for you late night partiers, not going to get too cold out, but you still might need a jacket. If you're arriving on Thursday, you should make sure you have a ticket for Summer Slushy Fest, put on by Geometric Lullaby, Pad Chennington, Vape Air, and Dolphin Uppercut. The show is in East Williamsburg, which is kind of west of where the Econ Festival will take place, at a venue called The Meadows, which has two stages. I think one's inside, one's outside. The show starts at 7.30, and it goes till 2 a.m. This one has a pretty dense lineup and a wide variety of subgenres on that constant lineup. The stage is going to be split up by vibe, so you can check out something slushy or barbary on one stage while going over to dance at, like, Future Funk in another area. I hope the sound leakage isn't going to be too bad when you kind of compound it with the furious rate of conversations that are going to be going on, because this will be the first time people see each other. And if you remember Tape Swap last year, it was just a fury of conversation and excitement and energy because so many people were reconnecting. But... You know, it's going to be a lot to take in in conjunction with seeing all of our friends and all these cool artists. And it also has some artists from Econ last year. But I would recommend that you check out some of the smaller artists you might not see normally. And you might not see on Flamingo Fest later this year or like on tour. So artists like Days of Blue for the Slushwave fans. Fake Fever for the Indietronica fans. Videopunks. I've heard Mike has some like really wild and crowd engaging sets recently. So you might want to check out Videopunks. Obelisks, aka One Half of Towers. Both of Dennis from Geometric Lullabies Projects, Electric Spectre and Global Chill. Those will probably be pretty dope. And I bet the Father 2006 set from John Zabelli, aka Christ, is going to be pretty freaky as well, so you might want to catch that one. Price for tickets has gone up to $45, but they still do have some on dice if you haven't purchased yours yet. Friday during the day, I haven't really heard of much going on. I guess people will probably just be resting up and getting ready to go the festival later in the evening but if you hear of something happening let me know send me a dm on instagram message me get in contact i would love to know if there's other things going on and want to hang out and do stuff on friday before electronicon because electronicon isn't going to be that long on friday because friday night the big show begins and the knockdown center has updated their website and friday's day one festivities start at 5 p.m and go till 10 p.m If you recall from our previous episode, day one is going to be outside, and that's looking to be a relevant factor in choosing your clothes because of the rain, so might want to look into that. As it stands, there's over a 50% chance of rain on Friday with scattered thunderstorms into the evening. For those of you who haven't been following all the wacky U.S. weather or don't know why it's happening, what's going on is we got a heat dome over Texas and the Plains. It's pushing the jet stream up and around the Great Lakes and then through like New York and the Northeast, and what it's doing is carrying scattered showers. It's a bit unpredictable so we might see that forecast clear up or change but the reality is is there may be rain so you should probably prepare for that the lineup on day one is a vaporwave and future funk fiesta with esprit luxury elite picture plane neon vectors saint pepsi and night tempo all planned i'm also hoping maybe we get a surprise appearance from macross eh, maybe and, you know, since you can't miss any of them, I'm not going to, like, make any recommendations about who to watch. But, you know, with so many dope artists on this first day, I'm actually pretty curious what the set order is going to be. I can't really make any guesses right now. That'll be interesting to see what order they get put in. Electronicon ends at 10 p.m., according to the Knockdown Center website. So what is there to do afterwards? Well, on Friday, we have day one of Afterwave, a new genre experience, which is being put on by Virtua94, Videopunks, and Nostalgia Salon. They're going to be having an all-night unofficial after-party on both Friday and Saturday, with a ton of DJs spread out across the two nights. 
Some of the names are familiar to the vaporwave and future funk scene, like the Virtua 94 co-owners Hideyoshi, Toad of Sky, as well as people like Faith in the Glitch, DJ Camgirl, No Ganky, who's also playing Slushy Fest, Null Object, Video Punks, Sage Hardware, and Merlin. But there's also some New York DJs in the mix, like Lane D, Jewel C, Ann Andy, DJ Sour. There's some Jersey and Baltimore club sounds from Ekis and Hard Bits. We got DJ Manny from Tech Life and Rimsey from Bodywork. Got some folks from Club Catalog like DJ Future and Andrea Andrea. Plus some Philly area folks like Angel Jelly, America Loves Me, Isopod Nano, and of course the Virtua 94 crew themselves. They're going to have CRT installations, interactive glitch and video machines, and merch tables from sponsors and performers. First 50 guests also get special enamel pins according to Video Punks. Tickets are available for $20 on Eventbrite, and location will be sent to ticket holders the day of the show. Then, the next day, we have Saturday, day two of Electronicon. The doors are opening at 3 p.m., according to the Knockdown Center's website, and although 100% Electronica retracted the set times they showed on the big stream, I imagine we're going to see some names earlier, some names later in the day, and... Even though that's probably not going to be the same order that they dropped on the big stream and then retracted, I'm going to speculate on it a bit and kind of give myself some guesses here. For the top line artists on the festival, we have George Clanton, Doss, RxK Nephew, Fulcrum, DDS, and James Ferraro. And I'd imagine most of those artists play in the post 7pm slots and like on the main stage where we're going to have Frost Children DJing in between sets. That's kind of a given. I imagine we see a lot of the 100% crew playing the midday slots so they can kind of catch each other's sets earlier and later in the evening, like uh, Negi Jemmy, FM Skyline, and Equip. And then squeeze between some of those folks, I'm guessing that we're probably going to see some like the well-known non-vaporwave artists like the Shoegaze Band, Full Body 2, Fantasy Love, LDP, Fulcrum, some of these sort of outside picks. And then earlier in the day, probably going to have some of the newcomers like Data Girl and NRAIL. But I'd suggest you get there early to make sure you can catch them playing like outside probably early in the afternoon. I'm predicting we will still see Giant Claw finish out the night in the Notorious Club stage room. And he's probably going to be preceded by like Fairy Steel or maybe some other dancey folks like Architecture in Tokyo or something like that. But I am curious where 18 Carat Affair is going to fit in on the set order. Because it seems like he's more made for like small room performances and like a more intimate vibe than the big stage that he played at Econ 2. I didn't feel like it worked as well, but maybe I wasn't as into his music at the time, so we'll see how it goes. And then there's still like the one more artist yet to be revealed. Maybe it's out by the time the podcast drops or by the time you listen to the podcast, but I still don't know who it is. So I'm curious to see who that special last artist is. Saturday night, there's going to be a couple different events going on after Electronicon ends. And it ends at 2 a.m. Yes, you heard me right. The festival goes till 2 a.m. this year. I already mentioned Afterwave, which is going to be happening again from 10pm until 8am. But there's also two other events that you can check out. Music website will be hosting a DJ night and party at Mood Ring in Bushwick that features a lineup of their label mates and New York City collaborators like Vitessex, Vapor as DJ Camgirl again, Germs, Uniwa, DVI, Swords, and Null Object. The covers $15 night of, and it goes until close, which I think is 4am. The Aesthetic Express, hosted by Anime Dance Music, is happening at the Chow Chow Disco on North 10th Street from 10pm until close. It's a future funk and city pop party, and it looks like Shoji is going to be one of the people playing it. Sunday, 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 we'll be finishing off the weekend with Tape Swap and Chill 4, put on by Utopia District with help from my label Pacific Plaza, 
Vaporspace STL, and VA10 at the venue Eris Evolution in the Williamsburg neighborhood of Brooklyn. The event starts at 1pm and goes until 6pm with over 20 performers and vendors spread across two floors and stages at the venue. The stage on the main floor will feature performances from a variety of artists including JPEG Stripes, Limousine, a special three-way collaboration set between A Hero, Simple Syrup, and Van Gogh that I helped book, plus Wizard of Loneliness, Skeleton Lipstick, Unknown Caller, Device Operator, iClick, and our special guest from overseas. I'm not going to spoil who it is, but I think someone already guessed it correctly. They might have taken down the answer though. Underground, there's going to be a lounge space for trading tapes and socializing, as well as the DJ and dance stage, which features performances from Pad Chennington, Pop Culture, Three Piece Suites, which is the chaps behind My Pet Flamingo, Cypress Surfer 3D, Daydream Deluxe, all the way from Australia, and more. Check out the poster for the full lineup and vendor list. Visuals will be provided by Videodrome TV and Jumper Kimmins. It's going to be an amazing time to socialize, check out some of the smaller artists and like real community heads, as well as purchase physical media and vapor merch from people like myself, Pacific Plaza, My Pet Flamingo, Oz and Reflect, Bass House, you can get a Walkman from First Class Collective Zico if you're there early, you get some vapor beauty and wellness products from Cruella, you might have seen that they made the aesthetic soaps and fragrances in previous years of Econ. Seaside Bliss will be there, Chameleon Crafts, Kanga Corp, Business Casual, and more. The tickets are still only $25 on Eventbrite, and they'll be $5 more expensive at the door, so make sure you get them early. You got, whole, you got the whole weekend to remind yourself to pick them up. Last but not least, Utopia District will be hosting a community dinner after the tape swap, and it's going to be somewhere nearby the tape swap venue in Brooklyn. The restaurant, like I said, is TBA, but it's an open invite for all folks in the community to come and grab some dinner amongst other Vapor fans and finish off your weekend. Like I said earlier, I would love to meet people in New York. Come up, let me know what you like about the podcast. Come up, tell me what I should change about the podcast. Come up, give me something to smoke. Hey, it's all good. I just want to meet people, hear what you enjoy, see some amazing Vapor stuff, make those real IRL connections with people, and just get together and celebrate our favorite genre of music, and all the connections and relationships that we've made and are going to keep making going into the future. And finally, for our final section of the podcast, we have This Week in Vaporwave History. It's gonna be On August 2nd, 2011, Vectroid, the artist behind many early Vaporwave projects like Macintosh Plus, New Dreams Limited, Escape Absence, Prism Corp, and many more, released four iconic albums under three different aliases. Initiation Tape, the original shorter version by New Dreams Limited, Prism Genesis by Fuji Grid TV, and then Black Horse and Midi Dungeon, two albums under the name Escape Absence. The first album I mentioned, Initiation Tape, can be found in its original state over on Vapor Memory's YouTube channel. Vectroid later re-released this album as the Isles of Avalon edition. The original version is more raw, with lo-fi scuzz flips, manipulated echo jams, sometimes treading the same ground as other early producers like Daniel Lapotin. And while some people prefer that original edition, the Isles of Avalon edition is definitely more palatable for the average Vaporwave listener. It smooths over some of the edges a bit, and even has some kind of shimmering sample manipulation that still maintains an experimental edge and better, you know, full album cohesion in my opinion. 
It's also it has some tracks added from the Escape Absence albums and some really great echo jams from other projects of hers. Because the Isles of Avalon edition does have a different track list and even has multiple versions of its different track list. You can find that kind of information over on the Vapor Wiki, which I'm going to cite a bunch for this week in Vaporwave history this time around. This album is in dialogue with the original Echo Jam's release, further plumbing in the catalogs of 80s pop artists like Krista Berg, Mr. Mister, and Toto. While Initiation Tape only started off with a TV news tag and some commercials, we can find a lot more of that on the second album that came out that day, Prism Genesis by Fuji Grid TV. It's a deeper exploration of commercial advertising music, jingles, and news broadcasts. As the Vapor Wiki says, it could be considered the start of the signal wave and broken transmission subgenres. As described by Vectroid upon its release, quote, Here's another mixtape for you guys. I used a lot of these sounds in the Laserdisc Visions cassette, so for those who ordered physical copies, you may recognize the sounds. But it's essentially a collage of Japanese commercials and sounds, much less moody than the other mixtape. And at the time, it was only uploaded to file hosting websites, but it was later remade by Vectroid and re-released as Fujigrid TV EX under the New Dreams Limited alias in 2016. The last two albums here are under the alias Escape Absence, which is stylized as ESC and Chinese characters that directly translate to the word absent or absence. You kind of see it styled as Escape Absence on Vapor Wiki, so I'm going to kind of talk about it like that. The two albums, called Black Horse and Midi Dungeon, were supposed to be part three of the New Dreams Limited sequence that Vectroid was releasing at the time. Although that sequence does kind of get a bit messy now with all the remakes, redactions, and re-releases. These two releases are labeled as NDL003A and 003B, respectively. As the Vaporwave Wiki put it, quote, these releases were more new age and high fidelity in comparison to previous sampling projects by Vectroid, similar to Laserdisc Visions. Some tracks from this alias would appear in a remastered state on the album Initiation Tape Isles of Avalon Edition. While Black Horse mostly sticks to sampling Krista Berg with some nascent vapor tropes like the Microsoft startup sound thrown in, Midi Dungeon, which doesn't really have much MIDI at all, takes on new age and soft pedaled ambient music a la Wyndham Hill mostly sampling artists like Paul Spear, David Lance, and John Sari. There's something for all fans of early Vapor in these albums, and many of them help guide the sounds, tropes, and experimentation that would continue to follow for the next few years as Vaporwave started to gain an audience outside of the original Facebook groups, Turntable FM rooms, and Last FM comment sections, where these original producers incubated these ideas and expanded upon them to try and find new ways to reimagine old music, old technology, in the pernicious march of time. everyone has enjoyed this week's episode of vaporwave news network if you're going to new york like me i wish you safe travels and an on-time arrival to the big apple if you want to connect or hook it up with goodies message me on social media as always you can find some of the albums and music mentioned in the episode notes 
you have anything you would like to submit to the Vaporwave News Network, you can check out our link tree for submission forms at linktr.ee slash Vaporwave News Network. We have a couple different submission forms there that you can check out, including our Spotify playlist, reviews, and upcoming events. We have a Twitter and Instagram profile where we post highlight graphics with releases mentioned in each episode, so make sure you give us a follow and help repost the content. Seriously, reposting the content, the graphics and videos, really helps spread the word to other people in the scene. You can find us on social media at VW News Network, or you can check out our link tree with all of our links and submission forms, again, at linktr.ee slash Vaporwave News Network. If you want to get in contact with us, you can also do it through our email, vaporwavenewsnetwork at gmail.com. This podcast is sponsored by Pacific Plaza Records, but if you're a reputable label looking to advertise or sponsor the show, please get in contact with me. I've been your host, Alex, a.k.a. Trucks Passing Trucks. If you want to find me or my label on social media, you can look up Pacific Plaza Rec, that's Pacific Plaza R-E-C, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. I also have an Instagram page for my music and DJing stuff over at Trucks Passing Trucks, all one word. You can see me playing at the tape swap, and I'm going to have some thumb drives with me if you want me to do some other special stuff. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you tune in to future episodes of the Vaporwave News Network. From our part of the vapor world, this is Alex, signing off until next time. Vaporwave News Network. Summer never ends in Pacific Plaza. Plaza. Plaza.